The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Walter C.A.D.'s Fetchuk, and welcome back to Day 7 of the Rough Drafts 2017 Summer Split European LCS Team by Team Preview. Day 7 means we have covered 6 teams already, and we are on our 7th team, and I know my good friend and co-host, he loves when we talk about this team. It gives him a sense of joy any time that this team gets brought up in sort of a way that you think about a dearly departed loved one or one that you thought was dearly departed and then somehow shows back up because they've been on a deserted island for like six years and you're like, Great Aunt Tilda, where did you come from? We all thought you were dead. There's a grave in the family cemetery. There's a death date on there. We put an empty casket in there and had a beautiful memorial service. How dare you come back after we put all that time and effort and money into remembering you? And of course, by Great Aunt Tilda, I mean Team Rocket. Chase. Wow. Welcome. Welcome back. You get another split of this. How are you feeling? First of all, how dare you? Second of all, I am I'm excited. You know, this is one of those things where, as we mentioned when we re- did the Rewind episode and looked back on what we said heading into the split, this is a team that had a plan. And the whole question was, do you believe in the plan? Do you believe that this roster can get there and eventually be a serious threat to be a playoff contender? And the answer is, hell yeah, they can. They won their last six series. That's pretty insane. That's not something that we would have ever predicted from this Rocket team, especially the way that they started with that 0-7 slump where they just looked like uh, a dying dog, which is literally the analogy that I made on an episode of this podcast. And and for the record, I made that apology because I love that I love dogs. Like I, it, it hurts when you think about losing someone like that. But I didn't lose them. They came back in a big way. They got that big second wind, and now they're in a spot where they get to start this new split with the whole slate wiped clean. They can start to build on all of the momentum that they had, and now they're just going to be fighting to get a playoff spot. Unfortunately, they're in a pretty tough group if you have faith that Fnatic can recreate what they did towards the end of the split as well. Uh, it's certainly going to be a, a tough path for them, but we saw what the path could look like last split, so now it's about how do you live up to it? How do you make the most out of that opportunity? Well, and 
I think they made a pretty big upgrade. But let's go to the board. Let's go to the roster. In the top lane, we have Faxi returning. Uh, in the mid lane, we also have returning Betsy and the bot lane of Hjarnan and Wadded. And that change, of course, was Pride Stalker joining them from Misfits Academy. And Chase, I don't know about you, but I am pretty damn excited to watch Pride Stalker because I thought he did very, very well. Uh, in the Challenger series, especially towards the end. It really was into his meta. Uh, it feels like, you know, this could be a young breakout jungler in the European jungle pool, which has surprisingly become pretty good, pretty deep, uh, with a lot of young players. Would would you say that you're, you're shaking your head like, eh, I'm not really that excited? I, I'm shocked that you think it's an upgrade in the slightest. I think this is the best you could do when Misfits comes in and is willing to buy out that contract of Maxlor. I thought Maxlor played well. I thought he was very key towards what they did in the second half of the split because he is a guy that, if nothing else, knows how to get his mid laner going. And this team desperately needed to get Betsy going so that it could open up Rome, so that they could open up other parts of the map. You talk about Pride Stalker. Pride Stalker played two champions in the summer promotion series. He played four champions the entirety of the spring split. And the vast majority of them were on those two champions he played in the promotion tournament, and that's Kha'Zix and Graves. Kha'Zix and Graves aren't being played right now. That's not where the meta is, and that is all we have seen of Pride Stalker that he has been able to do. And even that has been very inconsistent. His death count was pretty high compared to where you'd like it to be. Uh, and uh, when you look at the regular season, he did a lot better in the playoffs, that's true. But look at the, you know, I, I think that a lot of that came down to the way that he was freed up because teams had to target the rest of that Misfits Academy roster. I don't have a ton of confidence that he's going to be able to adapt right away. I think this is a guy who at best is another project, just like, you know, Faxi and Wadded were last split. This is a raw player. This is a player who doesn't have a great deal of competitive experience to fall back on. And the one that he has, it's been very limited in scope. So, I mean, maybe you value the Spanish league better than I do, where he was a substitute on the Giants underdoges in 2016. Not even a starting member on, on the Giants gaming second and third best team. A challenger player. I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't I don't think this guy was even in the Challenger League if it wasn't for the fact that Kadir uh, decided he needed to focus on other things. And I, I'm going to save my thoughts on Kadir because I have actually worked with that player and I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. But I, I don't see it. I, I haven't seen anything from him that makes me get excited in a way that would make me say, oh, yeah, glad that Maxler is gone and we have Pride Stalker. I think he might he has upside. Any young player has upside. Certainly a guy as raw as him has more upside if you believe that the coach can develop that. If you believe in grabs as this great player developer, I'm going to say really loved one half of the split, really didn't love the other half. I, I don't know which half I'm going to believe, but this is far from a sure thing. It's far from a guaranteed upgrade. And I think that people who try to make it sound like one are going to find themselves pretty disappointed when on day one, this team looks out of sync because he's still taking time to figure out how he's supposed to operate on a, on an internet, on a, on a regional stage like this. Okay. So, so my, my counter to that is while grabs is not like the first guy, when I go, Oh yeah. Young player developmental coach, 
He's been here since uh, since 2016. So he's been here. This is going to be his fourth split as this coach. And he hasn't done badly. Like, he's been okay. He's been decent. We have seen them go through these players and, and kind of rotate them. Faxi was not the best top lane in Europe by any you know, by any means. But again, towards the latter half of the split, he had improved. I think we've seen that this team consistently, well, at the beginning of the split, they're pretty awful, but we have seen consistent improvement in all three splits that he has been the coach. We have seen Max Lore come in, and I thought he was he was okay when he was on Giants. I, I thought a lot of it was him and Knight, and you said that kind of mid-jungle synergy. And again, he came in, and when they started to shift back to that, he did improve. Grabs finally figured out what worked, and he did a lot of experimenting early on, and they were trying to find their place. Again, Wadded, I think the beginning of the split was very mediocre, was very poor. We were making jokes about, I can't believe they did this again, and they brought in another random Korean. And then by the end, he was an improved player, and I, I think you have some, you know, you have some admiration for him, at least because of his social media presence. So... At the end of the day, they did win their last six series. They beat G2. They beat that 400-day you know, undefeated streak. If it's not Pride Stalker, and you're not that high on grabs, what about this team are you excited for? Why are you still a fan, then? Why do you keep doing Look, this to yourself? First of all, I'm not saying I'm not excited about grabs. I like what grabs did in the second half of that split. But you have to look at his whole career... And there were a lot of bad moments that Rocket had with him as the head coach before that turnaround. I'm just saying that you need to take that into consideration. I hope that he continues to be the guy he was in the second half of the split. I hope that that is a guaranteed growth that's going to continue forward. And he's going to get even better. If he does, he showed that there is a, a clear understanding of what Rocket needs to be moving forward. And I think that's huge. Um, I, I think that in general, we saw a team that was much more polished in their macro play towards the end of the split. They seemed capable. I mean, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with G2. They won that series against G2. Only European team that was able to do so. And with a team that ended up going to the, the finals of MSI, and they beat that team because they understood where to push the map, where to get those macro plays, how to get make sure that you could snowball the lead that Faxi was able to get. And Faxi's the guy, if you're going to point to someone who is going to be the difference maker on whether this team is a playoff team or not, it's absolutely going to be Faxi. The guy is one of the best hard-engaged top laners that we saw last split. Um, not a guy that necessarily has shown that he has the same level of, of versatile champions i mean you look at something like his shen which was just really bad uh, a lot of champions he only played once because they, there clearly wasn't a lot that was sticking they were throwing a lot at the wall and hoping it would work out but when it did you had something like that great fizz game or you had you know the the gragas that was surprisingly decent or he really what you hoped for is that he would keep playing gnar because his gnar was brilliant and I don't know how he's going to adapt to the current top lane meta. His Kled, for instance, was pretty terrible um, the one time that he played it. But he's had a full offseason now. This is a guy who has some experience underneath him. Now he should be able to play well under the bright lights. This was a team that definitely felt like they were a little overwhelmed by being on the big stage. They looked like they were making mistakes that they were not making in scrimmages, according to what I've heard from people over there in Europe. And... 
it seems like those nerves have calmed down. So I'm not going to, to throw away all of the growth that Rocket had. I think that Betsy's a great player. I think Faxi can be the next great top laner if he continues to play like he did towards the end. I think that Wadded has been fine to great depending on the part of the, you know, which series you're looking at. I don't think he was as bad early on as you maybe implied. I, I think that uh, he didn't really have a lot to work with per se for a lot of that time, but now he does uh, because he's able to get those roams around the map and, and his positioning, his willingness to run into a bush without warding it first has kind of died down. And Hjarnin, he's Hjarnin. Uh, he's going to do fine. This is what he does, and it's going to be frustrating because I'm going to want more than fine from him, but he's going to be fine. So there's plenty to get excited about. There are plenty of reasons why I am still a fan, why I cannot wait to see how this team goes. Can the synergy, can that macro understanding continue to grow and develop? Can they get Pride Stalker around? Because, yeah, they were forced to make that move because they decided to, to let Maxlord go out to Misfits, but they did let Maxlord go. You don't do that if you don't believe that you at least have a replacement that's going to keep you relevant, that's going to keep you on that stage and, and keep you with an LCS spot uh, when the next season rolls around. And then you can look at the offseason and who's available and kind of make some decisions from there. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to decide arbitrarily like, oh yeah, Pride Stalker is clearly going to be great despite the fact that his experience has been very limited and his scope has been even more limited in that regard. And I'm not going to say that Grabs is going to be some coach of the split. Like he, you could argue that he was for the second half of the last split just because who else could have done that? I don't know. Can he keep it up? Was it better reliant or is it something that he's going to be able to do in the long run? I think we're allowed to ask those questions. That's fair. And, and when I look at this roster, my, my first inclination is I look and I go, I, I don't know. There's something about this team that makes me feel like this could be like a Splice Summer 2016 style team. Remember at the end of, of spring, Splice kind of had a little bit of a run. They went into the promotion tournament. They knocked everyone's socks off. They make that one move in the bot, you know, they bring in Mickey as a support, not really heralded. No one knew a lot about him. He'd been a sub for Fnatic. That was pretty much it. Didn't have a lot of competitive experience. And he came in and that sort of revitalized the team. They were able to find their groove, you know, and go on for that great run in the summer. I'm not saying that Rocket's going to go to Worlds. That is not what I mean by that. I at mean, all. you could say it if I'm you not want. Gonna, I'm I, not going to say I, that because that's not going to happen. Because as much as I feel like that, that they could do that, that was also in best of twos. And Splice had a lot of ties. It had six ties. That was tied for second most. And that's really what carried them through. I don't know how Roll Rocket will do in best of threes. I think they can take games off of anyone. And they've surely shown that they can beat G2 in a series. But over a three-game series, how many times are they going to be able to beat Fnatic and Misfits and H2K and Splice? They only get to play H2K and Splice once. But that Fnatic Misfits, four matches against them, can they win two of them? Can Misfits and Fnatic each beat each other so we have kind of this three-team race for that second and third seed out of Group A? If they can get to the playoffs, then, you know, it's in a whole different ballgame. But I think first is can they get to the playoffs? And they need to show this consistency of, yes, we can beat this mid-tier of teams consistently, you know, day in, day out, and go 50%. I think that's really what they need is they need to win – three of those matches against that mid card 
to prove that they have actually taken that next step and we need to consider them as actual playoff contending teams. Yeah, and so. they need to prove they could do it in multiple metas. I mean, one of the things that if you look through each player's champion history on this Rocket team, it's very clear that with the exception of Betsy, this is a team that looked well, at even, their best. even Betsy has a meta. Yeah, but at least Betsy, we've seen him do well on things that aren't his best stuff. There's a clear gap between Tier 1 and Tier Fair 2 enough. for Betsy, but his Tier 1 is larger than some of the rest of the players on this team, and his Tier 2 um, is not as big of a falloff. You look at, at Wadded, for instance, um, you know, after the Tom Kench, Malzahar, Karma, you know, and those were three champions that he played very well on, there's kind of a drop-off after that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, Faxi. Like I said, if he wasn't on NAR, there's usually a drop-off with the exception of a couple, you know, champions like a Fizz that came through. Uh, you look at, you know, Tjarnin, uh, this was his whole thing with Sivir, right? How long did they play Sivir because he wasn't able to play that many AD carries where he could feel comfortable and where you liked having him as, as your big team fighter. He had to play these high damage champions because that's the only thing that he was able to do with any real consistency. I, I think these are concerns. I, and I think that if you're Rocket, the, the question becomes, now that we're in a meta that at least for the moment involves hard carrying from your bot lane and you know, you're looking at tanky junglers, does this team still work? Do, do the pieces that came together at the end of last split still come together now? Because there are basically two routes that I see. Route number one is that all of that growth is absolutely legitimate from last split. It's not an outlier. It's not that they were playing a lot of teams that had their spots basically locked up by the time that they played Rocket. No, this is a team that had a whole bunch of synergy developed. They now like each other. They got that psychologist in that really helped to get their mental stuff on point. They felt a lot more confident on the stage and therefore they were a better team. That's, and that, if that's the case, that's gonna stick around. I think all of that growth is going to stick. On the other side, you have the, this team struggled because the meta wasn't in their favor, and then the meta did turn in their favor, and so they became very good. But now the meta is turning away from them, and they probably go back to being not so good. I think there are elements of both of those bets. I, I think that certainly they looked a lot more comfortable on the big stage in the second half of the split. We did not see nearly as many throws from them you know, when they had leads and were able to do that. But I also think that this is a team that has to show that they have that flexibility. I can't, you know, I, I could be as a fan and say, oh, yeah, they're going to the playoffs. It's going to be great. I think, you know, I'm going to be rooting for them certainly every week. I think that there is the potential to get there. And I do believe in the plan. I do believe in what Rockad is building in the long run. How long is it going to take to get there? How long does it take Pride Stalker to get there? And, and how much is the meta chance going to hurt them? Those are real questions that are going to have to be answered. And as a, a non-biased analyst, if I want to look at this objectively, I think it's safe to say those questions have not been answered yet. As a fan, I'm all in. I'm ready to believe. I'm ready to believe that uh, that they see something in Pride Stalker that I don't. That Betsy's going to be a monster. That Faxi's going to be a monster. It's going to be great. 
but that's because I'm a fan and I love the team. Of course, they're going to be great. So, and- so <laughs> Super Rocket fanboy Chase is saying that Rocket is uh, is winning the European split. They win worlds. Go they're going to go they're full fanboy. Yeah, Let's like, do it. yeah, they're they're yeah. going to do the whole run. They're not going to lose a single map over the course of the summer. That's going to be great. Fa- uh, you know, who would you say? Who would oh. you say, fanboy Chase? Who would you say uh, the MVP of this split is going to be? Uh, I mean. Let, let's be clear. Even fanboy me is, is seeing them. It's like, Betsy. I totally understand. Totally makes sense. <laughs> we're getting rid of fanboy Chase, and we're going to super mega analyst Chase. No biases. Where does this team end up? They're going to be fighting for the fifth, sixth spot. And that's just the unfortunate nature of being in the group that they're in. G2 is really good at League of Legends. They're winning that group. Uh, Misfits are a team that I like a lot, and a lot of people think that I like them too much. And that's fair. Uh, I, I think that certainly when we do our final rankings, I'm, I'm going to have to to really think over some of the points that I've seen some other people make. Um, but I still really like that team. I, I find it hard to argue out of this that team being very good. And Fnatic is a team that we haven't gotten to yet, but they had a lot going for them down the stretch. And for everything we can say about Rocket, Fnatic made a run in the playoffs. They, they really looked like a, a solid team, and the way they disposed of H2K is something that we should not just throw away. So Rocket's got a lot of competition ahead of them, and I think that Pride Stalker's going to take time. I think it would be unrealistic to think that Pride Stalker's going to come in on day one and be that hard carry, win the game for the team because that you know he's such a great Kha'Zix when that's not really where the game's going to be. So I, I think... Ultimately, I'm going to go out on a limb and I say, I'm going to say they get that sixth spot because I, uh, I, I have feelings about Fnatic that I don't think are going to be very popular. But I, I have my concerns with them. And I think I'm, if I have my concerns on both, I have to believe that what Faxi and Betsy showed and, and the pure macro synergy that we saw Rocket pull forward towards the end of the split... I have to believe that that's going to carry forth, and I, I, I really hope that it does. I think Faxi, in particular, if I'm going to pick an MVP from Rocket, I think it's got to be him if this team is a playoff team. Okay. Totally fair. Totally understandable. Uh, you did let the fanboy show, so I'm going to dock you some points on that. Um, ah, come on. Listen, listen. I'm hosting my show, my rules, and you will show respect to your guest alliance world champion. Dad, God dang it. You will show respect to me. So Chase loses points for the obvious homeboy, uh, you know, team favorite. But whatever. It's okay. I get to make that call. And you got to make the call to watch this team-by-team preview. As we said in the intro, this was day seven. And in Europe, we've already covered H2K, G2, the Unicorns of Love, Misfits, Team Vitality, Splice, and of course, Rocket. And we've also done seven teams over in North America. So keep on watching those episodes. Keep on watching the European episodes. And obviously, Rocket Fly does not need to know what Chase's Twitter handle is. But for those of you that don't, Chase, where can the good folks at home find you? Uh, you can find me at Redshirt King. If you want to say I'm a crazy person, that's where you can go. I, I think that at the end of the day, guys, uh, Rocket did beat Fnatic when they played. In the second half of the split. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. I'm saying that it's closer to being in play than people want to admit. And let's not let the fact that Fnatic had a good playoff run 
ignore the fact that maybe Rockat would have too if they'd gotten that spot and said, we'll never know. They didn't earn it. Fnatic did. Great for Fnatic. I want this split to be great for Rockat. Let's do it, guys. Set the rules. Hype. I'm all in. I'm all in. The Rough Dress Podcast is not sponsored by Rockat. We do not show for them. And as much as Chase wants to say, hashtag set the rules, uh, this is not sponsored content uh, content by Rockat or by Team Rockat. Just want to make that very, very clear. I mean, it can be if they so desire. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to take your call, Rockat. Listen, Fly, again, you have his Twitter handle. Just, just go talk to him. Of course, you guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. And I think for tomorrow, Chase really wants to talk about Fnatic, but we aren't because oh. this is my show. I am the Guest Alliance World Champion. And uh, I think tomorrow we're going to figure out uh, if this next team is Shen or if they're Zed. So until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.